I'm Maria Menunos, and you're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz begin. Uh, yes, ladies and gentlemen, it is the AEW Dynamite After Show. We are coming to you live from the world-famous AfterBuzz TV studios in sunny Los Angeles, California. Yes. And have we got a show for you. But before we get into all the shenanigans, flim-flam, and hijinks, let me introduce the amazing panel with me first all the way to the far, far left. She enjoys coffee more than tea, apparently. She is the runway fashionista. Ladies and gentlemen, let's hear it for Jessica O'Connor. I love the caffeine, Jack. What can I say? (laughs) You learn something new every day. It's true. And next to her, she is the indie darling herself, checking out all of the wrestlers that in a few years you're going to say you always loved. Ladies and gentlemen, let's hear it. For Anissa Bar. Yeah. And <laughs> Haley from inside the booth. He is the super producer, the king of the bing, bang, and boom. Ladies and gentlemen, let's hear it for Josh Alonzo. How's it going, guys? How's it going? I know it's a little slow tonight with the whole corona thing going on, but I assure you this show germ-free. <laughs> that is a tease, ladies and gentlemen. But before we get into all the teases, I'm your host. I'm benevolent, fancy Jack Farmer. Fancy Jack, fancy Jack. We got a good show tonight. We got all sorts of stuff. We got we got all sorts of stuff happening today. But, uh, but first, overall, how did you guys feel about this particular episode of Wednesday Night Dynamite? I felt like this was a very long episode. Usually I feel like, oh, wow, it's so short. But this tonight I was like, oh, wow, it's a long episode. I'm really enjoying it. Oh, good. I was yeah. saying, so, okay, you're really enjoying it. I always thought you were going to be like, oh, it was so long. I was like, yeah. oh, I'm over it. Yeah, it sounded like you were you didn't enjoy it much, but you did. Yeah. I like when you're I like feel... savoring it. I, feel, like, oh. I, I like mm. when, I, when I watch uh, wrestling. I feel I always enjoy when I feel like, wow, that was a long show, but I enjoyed it. You know, I instead see. of it being short, I'm like, oh, man, like so short. So okay. you're satisfied. Yeah. So yes. It was a big, full meal, but you're left feeling good. Yes. Yeah. So you sip wine. You don't drink shots. You don't take shots. You sip the wine. I don't even drink, so... Fair enough. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> Moving on from there. This episode, one of the things I really liked about it is it had this sort of ongoing story arc that culminated in the finale. It first started off with Hangman Adam Page needing a partner because Kenny Omega broke his hand. And we were kind of teased with who it could be, possibly Nick Jackson. Uh, but... But good old Dustin Rhodes said, I don't care. I'm going to be your partner. How did you guys feel about these guys? Before we get into everything else, these guys just teaming up. How did you feel? I thought it was a little random, but I had forgotten, thank you to our commentary, that they have been in this exact uh, setup before. We've seen Dustin Rhodes, Hangman versus Chris Jericho, Sammy. So then I was a little more invested. I was like, okay, this is a redemption match this is round two because i have already forgotten i guess round one yeah yeah i'd like the pairing i didn't mind it i thought 
it was going to be uh, Darby Allen or Moxley because they have problems with the inner circle. But mm-hmm. yeah, like I like Jessica said, I kind of forgot about Dustin Rhodes, you know. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I thought this was a good pairing to really uh, outshine that the uh, different a different type of tag team tonight. You know, I like Dustin Rhodes. I kind of wanted someone edgier to join him, though. Someone like. Like, as you had mentioned, like a Moxley or maybe even someone who uh, we don't know what their motives are at the end of the day. I mean, I think everything played out, but I was kind of hoping for a splashy name that was like, ooh, that'll be very interesting to see. I know. I feel that way about Dustin Rhodes, too. I feel like, obviously, he's an OG and he's been around for so long. He's Cody's brother, so there's family ties. But I feel like he's kind of their... There's a term for it in baseball where you just kind of throw him in and he's... Utility player. Yeah, exactly. Like, he is AEW's utility player. That's a great way to put it. Because, yeah, again, I don't want to sound like I didn't enjoy him being in the match. It just... Mm -hmm. I think, like, if it was like an MJF or Mm -hmm. especially because we're teasing what Hangman's going through. I thought it would have been cool to see someone work well with him if he... Like, someone work well with him that's maybe on the other side of the Mm -hmm. uh, fence, so to speak. Uh, Who do you have in mind? Well, like I said, like like an MJF if he was available. So today, someone to or, kind of encourage his bad behavior. Oh, yeah. I see. Okay. Yeah. Or MJF would work. Yeah. For sure. I mean, or I, he hasn't been in the spotlight as much, but like a Kip Sabian, even or someone yeah. who's just something that you know you're not supposed to like, but seeing him with Hangman Page because where Hangman Page is in life right now, I think that would have been kind of cool to see uh, and maybe see him work really well with someone who's on the other side of the fence. I think would have been interesting to see. I think it all played out pretty well. Um, But uh, before we got to all that, there was a really cool promo with the inner circle, uh, Jericho, not the champion anymore, but uh, reminding that everyone that the AEW roster is on notice that the inner circle is taking people out. And we see poor Nick Jackson caught under a door. Uh, How did they get him there? (laughs) Do we have any theories? How do you possibly get in such a compromising position. They probably knocked him out and he was out cold and they just dragged him in the, under there. You know, I think... You, That's a good theory. I, think, I really couldn't wrap my head around it. I think we should all just be so thankful that the inner circle found him in this situation and oh. were able to alert mm. alert oh. medical staff. Oh. So I forgot. That Is that could, how it happened? So, was that good? <laughs> so it just fell on him and the inner circle came to his rescue. Yeah, if I was Nick Jackson, oh. I would be reaching out to the people okay. who manage that venue and that door that clearly does not work properly. Mm-hmm. Uh, and just, I would send Jericho a thank you card for finding him. Maybe a bottle and, of champagne. A bottle of the bubbly. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I like this scene. I thought it was a cool way to to show what looked like a bad injury to Nick Jackson uh, without having to actually put him in any, you know, from a show standpoint, danger of doing something. I have to shout out the commentary again because I thought it was really cool. If, If something, obviously, I think everyone knows that I'm new to wrestling, but something that I love about wrestling is if you pay attention to the commentary, they are always kind of leading the path of the story. Mm -hmm. And they were talking about how you know, the elite is going up against the inner circle and they're like, oh, they just have to be really careful over these next couple of weeks for no injuries. And I was thinking about that. I'm like, mm, okay. And then, you know, cut two and there we find 
Right. There's exactly, and, and that's that's actually a great thing. That's something that I think a lot of people miss about wrestling is how important the commentary yeah. is and guiding what we're supposed to think. And that's what makes guys like Jr. and Tony Schiavone and Excalibur so good. Is that it's not just talking. It's not just it's saying. It's like subtle clues. Yeah, it's you just gotta listen. You're like the you're like the narrator of the story in a yeah. lot of mm-hmm. ways, so that you know what's going on. And that's what those guys do so so well. They're really great. Uh, yeah. I love the line by Jericho, though. Call a doctor or pick up your trash. Oh. <laughs> He's only saying this. I don't care for that commentary, up, to be honest. I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. Um, Hangman. I love Hangman Adam Page. They have this match later in the night. Uh I just love what Hangman's doing. I think he's such a star. Of course, everyone in this match came off good, but just in general, the thoughts. Uh, what did you guys feel watching this match and watching Dustin and Hangman team up against a pair like Jericho and Guevara? I mean, I thought this match was really far decent. I have no complaints. I thought everyone did really well. Um, a little bit of the outside interference was, you know, was really, really uh, fun to see. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Of course, Beer had to be involved. <laughs> yeah. And uh, um, I, hopefully they don't get a DUI on their way home because they <laughs> hopefully don't smell like beer. That's very thoughtful of you. <laughs> I know. It's really considerate. I hope they get home safe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> call an Uber. Call a Lyft. It's not worth it's not it. not worth it. Because you got beer thrown on you and what if you weren't drinking that beer you know I do think Jericho had the moment of the show though when he drank the beer and said I'm a cowboy (laughs) (laughs) a little bit of the bubbly he's so Uh, quotable he really is and then I feel bad for that person who got that beer because that was beer we were talking about how much expensive how expensive beers are in in (sighs) venues like 20 bucks down the drain but say someone had the coronavirus and they're sharing beer not so hygienic right now oh a a corona you You see what I did there (laughs) I'll be here all night I'll be (laughs) so uh welcome to my ted talk (laughs) so the the end comes and uh the big thing here the big takeaway i got that hangman got another clean win over a pretty big tag team hangman has very quickly and kind of silently gone from a guy who was on a losing streak that we were all saying like we don't know what he's doing Mm -hmm. we don't know where he's going to Racking up a lot of wins and being the guy that not only wins but is making the pin in these scenarios. Yeah, is he is he becoming? Do we think he's outgrowing his uh, tag team partner? Does he have a point about being kind of frustrated and overlooked? I think they're kind of setting that up. You know, the way yeah. that this has been going lately that he's like really argumentative and he can't get along with anybody. I think it makes sense for him to be like. I'm, and they even, the commentary actually has hinted that, at that tonight, that he wanted to originally do the tag team match just on his own, kind of like Darby Allen. Mm-hmm. So, who knows? We'll have to see. Yeah, and so so Kenny does come out. Like, there's obviously the the, the beat down at the end, the, the fisticuffs at the end, shenanigans, as we like to say. Uh, Kenny comes out. For having for having a broken hand, he sure flung that thing around quite uh, liberally. He was like, "My hand's broken." Ah, <laughs> that's this be like the John Moxley eye patch. Yeah, the Kenny Omega cast like uh, broken. Are we sure but, it's going to be on AEWshop.com soon? But, uh, <laughs> that would be fantastic. A that Kenny really Omega, would. a Kenny Omega glove, <laughs> nice uh, centerpiece for your home. And he uh, he. Um, so the of course everything breaks down Cody comes back just in time uh, to help try to make the save uh, doesn't go his way the elites or the inner circle still standing tall then Matt Jackson comes out 
And in what real, it, you know, all jokes aside, I think was the biggest moment of the night. Matt Jackson saves these guys, saves Hangman in particular from taking a move that put Moxley on the shelf. And Hangman looks at him, and Matt Jackson gave him the finger. This guy saved his buddy, and they're still not seeing eye to eye. Does the does the elite have a chance against a cohesive unit like the like the inner circle? So I was I was mentioning it to you earlier, Bono, if you heard me, but um, I was saying that this would have been a good time if Marty Scroll didn't sign with Ring of Honor. This would have been a good time to bring him in because Nick is out because of personal reasons. Obviously, his wife's having a baby anytime soon. Mm. So that's why he's out most likely. But in my opinion, I think this would have been a good time for Marty Scroll to come in so they have another person in the elite. Because Marty Scroll was a part of the elite. Coulda, woulda, shoulda. But, you know, he decides to go to Ring of Honor and that's totally fine. I still like you. Yeah, he's still great. Mm. I mean... Inner Circle doesn't seem to have problems bringing in guys like Jeff Cobb when they need help, but, you know, I guess if you pick sides, pick sides. Uh, <laughs> I kind of, like, I don't know. I, I have mixed emotions about this Inner Circle elite matchup because I feel like the Inner Circle has been on top for so long. Mm-hmm. You know, it would be a cool change-up to kind of see them fall. They've They've fallen individually, but they haven't really fallen as a group. So mm-hmm. I feel like now could be a good time, but I don't feel like that's what they're setting us up for. It does feel like the elite are the ones that are looking like they're about to implode. Yeah. And it feels very much like it's going to happen sooner rather than later. Of course, this whole dust up ends with some gnarly chair shots by Jericho, oh. but just loud, very yeah. loud chair shots. Uh, and a cool little sitting down, posing with some fingers out. Lots of fingers in this episode. A lot of cursing. Lots of cursing. Lots of fingers. Getting ugly out there. Lots of blood and guts. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so they teased us. There we go. <laughs> so uh, so what, what what's going to happen next week is it's going to be a three-on-three, six-man tag match. You know it's the Mac Militant. Coming to get it on. Uh. So they have so the winner of that match next week gets the advantage in the blood and guts match uh, and <laughs> um, which makes next week that's a very important match. I don't know which three of each team is going to uh, is going to represent them, but I kind of feel like this is the inner circles match to win here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, that would make sense. Because the uh, what happens then once they get into blood and guts, for those of you who don't know, this is very similar to war games, um, but how it works is it's going to be a two rings and a cage over both with a top to the cage, and two people start. And every five minutes, a new person is added, and they flip-flop. So the person who wins next week gets the first entrant, meaning if it starts inner circle versus elite and the inner circle wins next week then in two weeks at blood and guts the third person that comes in is an inner circle guy and that means the elite guy is going to be two on one for five minutes and then of course then it evens up and then it 
continues over and over and over again. And it looks like we got a picture of one of the old WCW. Like, I can't wait for it. They're going to bring this aesthetic back. That'll yes. be awesome because I've always been a fan of the top, of like the War Games top sell match right there. Yes. Because that, like, correct me if I'm wrong, y'all. This is pretty much the inspiration for what later became for Hell in a Cell, right? In uh, WWE? Hell in a Cell and uh, Elimination Chamber, actually. Um, but it, that it, is nuts. And so, and it's so funny because Dustin Rhodes, who is the father of Cody, Dusty, Dusty Rhodes. Du- Sorry, well you said Dust- Dustin. You, well, you said What'd Dustin. Dusty is the one who created this. Yeah, and so that's what's really what cool. a concept. That's what's really cool yeah. about uh, Cody getting this because essentially like the WWE homage. owns it, and he was able to find a way to get the the rights to it. But um, but basically, yeah, what will happen is the match continues until all 10 members are in. Then the match, quote unquote, officially starts. Mm-hmm. And the only way to win is to make someone on the other team tap out or surrender. Oh, this the, is going to be sick. I'm so excited for you Yeah, this, this is so cool. There, I, I did not know yeah, this. There is thank you no, for the visual, Josh. This is very is helpful. There is no pinning. There is no DQ. The only way to win is to make someone on the other team surrender. So this is how the elite and the inner circle are going to go yes. at it. That's blood and oh, guts. Oh, I'm so excited. <laughs> yes, I did not know this. That's blood and guts. So next week is the six-man tag to see who gets the the advantage of who gets their people to come in first. I did not first. know this was the visual. Do any of that, you think there might be any crazy spots from the top of the cell? Like maybe might have like a crash door like going from the top of the cell to the mat? Or what ooh. do we think will be happening? I think that some weapons will be involved. I think someone's... Some barbed wire maybe. Someone's getting up on top of that cell. Because yeah. they've they've said multiple times there's a roof. And if they're letting us know that there's going to be a roof on this one, something's happening yeah. with the roof. Um Many famous moments in wrestling came when someone came through the top of a cage, and I would love to see something like that. So many big moments in general in the War Games matches. One, Arn Anderson actually slammed a certain Dusty Rhodes head in a door at one point. Oh, in, do you think that in, could uh, happen? Uh, oh, maybe like a... That I could see happening. That's that's a, my prediction. What if Cody that... does it to Chris Jericho? What if Cody does it to Arn Anderson Ooh. and gets revenge for his dad? It wouldn't make sense, but I'd still love to see it. We don't have the Arn Anderson throwing Dusty, but we do have the receipt going for Dusty through <laughs> doing it back to Arn Anderson right there. <laughs> wow. So this is this is one of my favorite all-time matches growing up. The uh the the War Games matches. One of, I loved it. I loved the Four Horsemen versus the NWO. I'm going to love this one. I'm so excited about When's it. When's the last time they did a match like this? The the WWE started doing it for their NXT brand, um, and they they do it once a year now. I think their last one was like six months ago. Four Is this ago. a first for AEW? Yeah. Yes. Ooh, Ooh. we this, got a first. Yeah. So this will be this will be pretty cool. I'm really excited to see what happens with that one. Amazing. Um, but what's more exciting I'm though? Pumped. It's all the amazing content that we bring to you guys here on AfterBuzz TV. Jessica, can you go ahead and cut a promo on these folks? It's not going to be as exciting as what you just saw, but I'm going to do my best. Thank you so much for coming here and watching us every single week. We so appreciate your likes, your subscribes, your comments, your tweets, anything you can do to stay engaged and enlighten the conversation with us. We really appreciate it. We might even give you a little shout-out Who's in the chat tonight with us, Jack? Yeah, we've got Blade Runner. We've got Dang MQ. We've got Dylan Matthews, External Shockwave, Joseph Boza, 
Zeno Hour, and I'm so sorry if I pronounced your name wrong, but uh, uh, Toivo Kosinen is uh, in the chat as well. Thanks, guys. Thanks so much for being a part of it. Um, We always appreciate you guys being there. Um, Yeah, so speaking of uh, people in the chat, we had four people in a a tag match for the women's division. Coming to get it on. I thought the women's division showed out in this match. I thought all yeah. four of them looked like future champions. Well, one of them is the champion, but I thought all four of them looked like future champions. Yeah, I definitely agree. Um, it's good to see uh, Bia back on AEW. We haven't really seen her in a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, we kind of talked uh, beforehand about her her dates and whatnot, but hopefully we get to see her more because she's now I uh, Nia Jax for that championship. Mm-hmm. I think Higuroshida has the coolest chant ever. They're like, so, holy Shida. I was going to say, I literally <laughs> That's said, so fun. I, I said, she's a star. Yeah. You get a chant like holy that, Shida. you're a star. Holy Shida. Higuroshida, you may not know this, you're a star. You're a star. <laughs> you were made tonight. That was so cool. Yeah. Riho has uh, the best music. But Rio has some Higuro good music. Shida has the best I, chant. I thought uh, even Statlander Confirmed. looked great. I thought everyone came across even like, Statlander. Even, well, I know I say I say I actually really like Statlander. I know there's some people aren't Shade. a huge fan of her. I didn't. Really, she wasn't really doing the alien stuff as much tonight. I think she heard me. I think she heard she you specifically. She took my fashion advice. You're welcome, Chris Statlander. I'm saving you. This, this broadcast went out to the mothership. <laughs> she heard it. Her publicist caught wind <laughs> that the media was not feeling her look, and she's made some pro- proper adjustments. But, I'm not mad at it. But I thought also, Nyla Rose looked strong. Yeah. She had that, but she like ran over Hikurushita at one mm-hmm. point, like just like looked like she almost killed her. And then yeah. of course that power bomb, the beast bomb. Looked really good. I think she looks like a, a devastating champion. But Priestley, sneaky, sneaky Priestley, sneaky, took some sneaky. shots right afterwards and grabbed onto that belt. Do we think that's a long-term feud, or are we going to see that resolve itself very quickly? I hope we get to see that um, at Blood and Guts. I think uh, <sighs> they should st- <laughs> they should do like a really on you know Twitter feud and then let it on screen next Wednesday and then make it official because I would like to see those two go at it. Priestley's great and she's super young, so we're gonna yeah. see a lot of her going yeah. forward. Um, do you think Priestley stands a chance, Jessica? I don't know. I don't think she's anything to like laugh at. I mean, no. she definitely knows what she's doing, and I just really enjoyed this match because I, like, even just looking at them and their external, they all just bring something so different. Like, there was so much chaotic energy going on. I'm like, whoa, there's this, there's that. It was, they all just bring something different to the table, and it's yeah. entertaining to watch for that reason. Yeah, I think this is this is a really good sign for the women's division. I think mm-hmm. Priestley's great. I think they're going to have a great match. In fact, I'm going to predict that we will, if they get the time, I think it's going to be one of the best uh, women's matches we've seen on a Dynamite in a long time um, when they have that. I don't think it's going to go to double or nothing. I think it's going to be kind of a quick mm-hmm. kind of rivalry, but I think it'll be a Dynamite show and it'll uh, match, and I think it'll be one of the best women's Dynamite matches we've seen in a very, very long time. Mm-hmm. Someone who's... Great, by the way, that I think we need to all take a moment to start to appreciate more. I don't think we've done a good enough job of appreciating him. Me in particular, especially since I'm a big fan, is Ortiz. He had a match with Cody tonight. How entertaining is Ortiz? They, yeah, every time. I mean, you don't think so? 
You're like, he's, eh, he's all right. Come on, he's, he's fun. He's got the crazy hair. He does the ah. For me, he's so expressive with his face. Yeah, I have yeah. to agree with that. And even if, you know, what he's doing in the ring might not be insane, you buy into it just because he's so over the top. And he, like, yeah. freaks out. Like, yeah, he's fun. I think he's such a fun person to yeah, watch. I definitely, he is. I feel like Santana's the in that group kind of like the star of the group. But Ortiz is the entertaining one. Yeah. He's, he's so fun to watch. Uh, even though... I. I think we all went into this match thinking Cody's probably going to come out with the win. I think Ortiz is the one that made it really entertaining tonight. I was distracted by the neck tattoo, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, me too. Uh, I am uh, I was more distracted not going on record and commenting on that. None of that. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not commenting on the neck tattoo. But uh, uh, um, you said something about the pants? Yeah, I was more distracted <laughs> about his pants. I'm just like, Cody should not wear those pants. Why not? I Cody's know, not making know. the runway, guys. <laughs> per Anissa. I mean, I've seen a lot of things. <laughs> I can only push so far, folks. I know. It's a PG I show. thought they were. I like the color design. I like the way they were designed. I'm a fan of Cody's. I type. mean, I'm not offended by it. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, of course, um, Cody wins with a figure four, which seemed interesting. He's he. It seems like he doesn't have a really solidified finisher, unlike a lot of people. Because yeah, he's won with the point. crossroads, but then he won last time with the moonsault, which was totally cool. I'm not tell- I'm not going to argue that one. <laughs> but uh, and now the figure four. It, it's weird. He doesn't seem to have a go-to way of winning every time. Do you think that's a good thing, or yeah. do you think that's kind of like a like oh I want a finisher. I want to feel like I see the ending. Like I feel like with Cody, he only has. I'm not trying to knock him down, but you know I feel like he only has one signature move. Um, but I feel like he needs another one, like a submission hold instead of doing the figure four, like create his own submission move. I don't know. That's my opinion, but I mean I don't know. It's kind of cool that you don't know what's coming. I feel like that's. Kind of why, for me anyways, lately, I don't really know if he's going to win or lose. Like, in the beginning, I felt like he was such a front runner, and he was always, like, if he was getting in the ring, he was going to win. But I honestly watched this, and I'm like, I don't know. Like, this could go either way. And the fact that you don't know his move, like, keeps it more up in the air, I guess. Yeah. I am super happy that Brandy Rhodes is back with him on screen. I think... This is far better than what she was doing before. Yeah, I 100% agree. It feels natural. Mm-hmm. It feels like I like seeing them together. Uh, I, I love that move. I think it was a really smart move for them to make. Yeah, I'm really glad they cut the other one. Um, speaking of cutting, we had Butcher and the Literally. Blade and uh, MJF taking on the Jurassic Express in a six-man tag. Coming to get it on. On tag teams tonight. Yeah, in fact... Um, you know what? I was going to tease it, but let's just talk about it now. We had multiple six-man tag matches tonight. Do we think they might be teasing a six-man tag division? Let's Whoa. just get into it. Let's just dive right into that it. I never actually thought super about Super cool because a lot of people in the chat earlier were saying that they should have trios titles just like they did in WCW, ROH, and in Lucha Underground. I mean, I mean, they do enough three-man yeah. matches for that yeah. to be legit. Yeah. And I think it would give a lot more people stuff to do because you could start bundling people yeah. together mm-hmm. to do things. Uh, but they have so many team-ups right now, three people that feel like it would work. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they are I'm combining here for new people to, to it. 
three-way tag. And the beauty of combining people is this match in particular, to me, showed just how big of a star MJF is. Because Jurassic Express has struggled in the win-loss department. Butcher and the Blade has struggled in the win-loss department. But MJF being a part of this made it feel like a main event type match, didn't yeah, it? Yeah, I totally agree. Like, yeah, it felt, I hate to admit it, but... It felt super important with him being out there. And he was the only person that's had like a consistent uh, track record in the ring, right? Well, it's interesting, too, because he's the same age as Jungle Boy and Marco Stunt. but mm-hmm. And, you know... Jungle Boy and MJF are somewhat equivalent in size, but it's just the way that MJF carries himself. He's so much bigger. Yes. Yes, I like that you said that because it is the way he carries himself. I mean, he's clearly, like, yoked a bit more. Uh, In fact, I would say MJF's one of those guys that's, like, underrated big. Yeah. In wrestling, you're like, oh, he's whatever. But if you saw him in, like, the club or something, you'd be like, dude. Dude, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Cool. Cool. so, uh, but he, but this felt like a big match, and it felt good for Butcher and the Blade getting a big win that they needed. Uh, Jurassic Express is one of those teams I think is so loved. If they, it's okay if they take a few L's. I think we're still gonna love them. Yeah. Um, though it did feel like there was a few moments of uh, disconnection between them. Wait, didn't? wait. I have to ask the chat if anyone in the chat noticed this too. But uh, it, it looked like it was just an accident. Uh, Luchasaurus kicked Marco's stunt getting into the ring. Oh yeah, yeah. I saw did that. anyone I saw else that. see that? I saw that. Yeah, I saw and that. Marco starts laughing. He's like, "Dude, like you just kicked me," <laughs> and I don't know why I thought that was hilarious. Well, one of my favorite moments was when a Marco stunt jumped on uh, the butcher's back, and Jr. said, "It's like a squirrel jumping on a dog." <laughs> <laughs> Because they were, like, rolling around. (laughs) Uh, My favorite part of this match was Luchasaurus and the Butcher going at it. Yes. You know, that was just beautiful to watch because those, uh, obviously, both are strong men in their own tag team. But for me, I really enjoyed this match from start to finish. I thought everyone did their spots really well. Everything was clean. A couple of things were so smooth. And, you know, for Marco Stunt, I mean, you know, he's taking those hard-hitting bumps, and I give kudos to that because he, he's a tiny dude. But, you know, he you know he's doing what he loves, and he's out there killing it. Yeah. And then at that one point in the match, he got so pumped up that he, like, pushed uh, Jungle Jack Perry and I yeah. thought they were about to, like, have a turn where uh, Marco becomes a heel, but then it's like, oh, no, he's just so pumped into the match. And I'm like, That would oh, be okay. interesting, though. I don't know if I could. <laughs> <laughs> they, they got him, like, a trench coat or something, and he that, could be, like, evil scientist that, or something. That actually kind of funny watching him, like, talk smack to people and be yeah. mean to people, even though he's smaller. Uh, but I did agree. I love Butcher going face-to-face with Luchasaurus. That was the beef of the night for me. Yeah. The mm-hmm. meat the meat slap of so the night for meat. me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we I, we need to get sound drop for the the, the meat slap oh, no. of the night. <laughs> uh, Josh, I know there's one in there somewhere. Um, so <laughs> so uh, yeah, it'd be interesting to see if there is some dissension among the ranks of Jurassic Express because it feels like they are entertaining. I love them, but it does feel like they need their next thing. Yeah, I I mean I feel that if some way this works like Marco Stunt is like the heel in the group just talking smack to air, like people in the crowd. I really like that. Because I, I feel like that would great. really fit yeah. him. Yeah. You know, have the backwards hat, sunglasses, a leather jacket, go out there. He could and just be talk. like Sammy Guevara's like 
yeah. apprentice. <laughs> like, what if he adopted that same, like, ba- bad guy persona? That's me not saying a bad word. <laughs> yeah, I think that would be so fun to see him, like, going up to, like, Dustin Rhodes, and, like, poking him in the belt. Like, I will not <laughs> listen to you. You're a jerk. Just blah, like an blah, blah. annoying child. Yeah. and just Or, yeah, that would be funny, too, if he was yeah. just, like, super immature and annoyed <laughs> the crap out of everyone. I would love that. That would be my favorite thing. Well, but, should we see a tweet, like, in two weeks? Maybe. About our ideas? Someone's uh, listening. I know. There. Someone's I mean, listening. We I mean, know who you are. It would be my favorite thing if he went... <laughs> And, and to the dark side. But for now, my favorite thing is a little segment we call The Runway. Uh, 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 uh. Okay. Okay. Who we got? Who we got? Oh, yes. We have Miss B. Priestley. I think this is a yeah. new face on The Runway. Not sure if we've ever featured this lady before, but... She stood out to me just because she kind of looked like a sexy Beetlejuice. <laughs> sexy Beetlejuice. Right? She, she, her makeup looked great. Her hair was something different. And I don't know. She she just stuck, stuck out to me. So, And she's a new face, so I'm hoping that maybe we'll get to see some more exciting outfits. And for our men, I had to give it to a trio tonight of Private Party and Joey Janela, just because, I mean, aren't part, private party and Joey Janela just synonymous with partying and, like, having a good time, yeah. good energy, oh, yeah. good vibes? I really like the three of them together, not even related to the runway, just because they match each other's energy so yeah. well. They're all so much fun. And they don't have just fun in the ring. They have fun with their outfits. And that's how you end up on the runway. Mm-hmm. I agree. And I think that transitions perfectly to the next thing I want to talk about, which is that that team of the Death Triangle versus Private Party and Joey Janela. I agree. You know it's the Mac <laughs> Coming to get it on. So they, I mean, yeah, part, Private Party and Joey Janela is like a match made in heaven. Yeah. It's, yeah. A it's the frat team. boy coming to the private party. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, he, I know that's not his name, but he embodies a frat boy to me. Right, exactly. AD Ski Lodge, always. Uh, unfortunately, they ran into a buzzsaw known as the Death Triangle, <gasps> and I am all about the Death Triangle. I wish I could say it in Spanish because it's so much cooler. Worst uh, name in wrestling. As Death Death Triangle, yes. The Spanish version is cool. Josh, can you say it in Spanish? Uh, el, tri- el Triangulo de Muerte. Yeah. El Triangulo de, de muerte. muerte. See, that's cool. That's a cool name. Like, then go the by name that. Like that. You just, like, automatically in my head, every time I hear Death Triangle, I hear... That's what I hear when I hear Death Triangle. I'm just like, all right, that would make a really great band name. Or right. a theme song. I like that song. This is a good theme song for whoever wants to be a wrestler. Speaking of theme songs, I got a tease for that in a little bit. But uh, yeah, cool. I mean, I thought that that private party kind of reminded us tonight, though, of why they were such big stars at the early onset. And we, of I feel AEW. like we haven't seen them in a while. Or am yeah. I making this up? No, they've kind of disappeared for a they little fell bit. Off. Mark Quinn got his hair done differently, and I, they've Isaiah, changed. You've changed. <laughs> uh, but I think the Death Triangle is clearly in line to be the trios champion if that happens, assuming mm-hmm. the best friends don't stop him first. We're getting another six-man tag match next week. And maybe we'll get some Orange Cassidy in the ring again, mm-hmm. which 
I'd be down. Which, after seeing Revolution, Orange Cassidy, my boy, I love that guy. He puts a smile on my face just All thinking about it. All of a sudden. Just thinking about <laughs> it. Um, someone else that put a smile on my face tonight, even though he mocked a group I like, was Christopher Daniels and his oh, little videos about the Dark See, Order. it confused me. So I'm ready to hear what you guys thought of it. He, I, I thought it was funny, but he's saying he wants to have a match with both those guys individually, and if the exalted one doesn't show up to help, it means the exalted one doesn't exist. He is claiming that the whole Dark Order is all a sham, I think. Yeah, I don't blame But him. But then what about, the, like, the cuts? There, you know how it was like him, you know, being the speaker, and then it would cut yeah. to. I that threw me off. I thought that it was like kind of showing because you know how we said previously that the Dark Order things were all like they were being brainwashed. Yeah. So I thought it was like they were brainwashing him Ooh. in the promo, and that the cut was like the real him, but the this guy talking was like a brainwashed version of him. Oh, that's a good point. Maybe he is getting brainwashed. I like that. Because I was confused. I'm like, because if you notice, it was just him popping out at random times being like, the Dark Order sucks or something. So I'm like, is that the real him? And the guy that's talking is the brainwashed him? Interesting. I just thought it was like an SCU related. I'm probably way overthinking it. I like like your version. I I think that's way cooler. I thought it was just a promo that was funny. But yeah, Yeah. I think I like yours. Did I overthink it? No, No. I I like it. I like that. But now it's probably going to be a letdown if that's not what it is. So maybe well, I, I, maybe mean, I ruined it. Someone's well, it's such a great so. idea that we're going to see it on AEW in like two weeks. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're, they're watching. Well, I do. Uh, let me ask you this. They, they've been teasing this Exalted One character for a long time now. Are we getting to the point where it might be impossible to live up to the hype? Because there's a lot of rumors of who it could yeah. be. But even now, if it's if, if it's one of the rumors, aren't we going to go, oh, it was who we thought it was? But if it's not one of the people we might think it is, is it going to be a good review? Like, have they built it up too much? Is it is it, Can they pay this off in a way that feels like, yeah, that was a good, good build-up? Maybe if they throw in some kind of, like, Shutter Island twist like I came up with in my head. You know what I mean? Like, if they have something weird and, like, supernatural that no one saw coming. I would like that. Would that. Cool. I think that'd be kind of cool yeah. if, if Christopher Daniels didn't realize he was the exalted one this whole time, yeah. and he's slowly becoming the exalted one. I like that. And then he, like and that. then like his subconscious is trying to burst through, but it's not working. And then he walks out with Brody Lee. And then he, uh, and then he turns his back on SCU. Mm-hmm. And then they attack your boys. See, this Anissa. is what I thought was happening. This was the dialogue. I'm joking. I'm, I'm boys with Scorpio Sky now. We chatted. <laughs> We're homies now. The drama. Um, They're invited to the party. <laughs> <laughs> um, so real quick, I just want to make sure we uh, touch base real fast on the uh, Britt Baker promo. I oh, thought she was great. She's was so good as a... Wonderful. As a, really in her new role. Uh, I love the little like inside, uh, inside baseball comments, as we'll say. Uh, both of them, uh, for those who don't know, are in relationships with someone in the WWE, and so they both made references to each other's significant others, and I thought that was funny with the whole... Uh, I married Dig. That was really funny. Yeah, your boy... she's just dating the guy, right? So it was kind of a slam, so. like, well, I got the ring, you just a girlfriend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Britt Baker's dating... Ouch. Dating... Yeah. That Adam hurts. Cole that was a good then. one, Big School. Yeah, yeah. That, was, that was really good. I really like that. Mm-hmm. Um... And then 
Also, real quick, we got uh, a Search for Spears video. Uh, for those of you who don't follow social media, they're doing a campaign to find Sean Spears, a new tag team partner. People are submitting why they should be Sean Spears' new tag team partner. And I'm going to tell you, I have a feeling, I believe that the guy it's is you. sitting here Ugh. at AfterBuzz TV studios, and his name is none other than Jack Farmer. Make, we'll a, make a video. Right now. Yeah. And the reason it should be me, quite frankly, I mean, if you look at me and you look <sighs> at Sean Spears, us together next to each other, you can see the posters, you can see the t-shirts, and you can see all the money we'd be making selling that stuff you, me, Tully B in the corner. It's printing money. It'd be too perfect. Make it happen. Speaking of making things happen, like impromptu <laughs> videos, <laughs> it's time to make the Elite of the Week happen, folks. Of the week. You do that, Jack. Starting off at number five. They're new to the scene, but they're taking over. It's Cielo Miedo. It's the death triangle, folks. Triangle de muerte. I don't know where they're going, but wherever they're going, they're destroying everything in their path. I love this group. They're already in the top five, and they just want to match. Number four, we got Nyla Rose bringing the women's championship to the forefront of AEW by beating everybody in her path. This division isn't new, but it is the new big thing. Coming up at number three, it's Chris Jericho. He may have lost his title, but I think he's more dangerous than ever before because he no longer has to worry about number one contenders. He gets to go after whoever he wants, and you better hope it's not you. Number two is the Hangman Adam Page. He's been racking up wins left, right, front, center, up, down, middle, everywhere. And he's having a jolly old time doing it, kicking back beers, being a cowboy, doing his thing. And number one, folks, it's the chat. I didn't give it to you last week. I wanted you to wait. It was a tease. But tonight, you guys are the Elite of the Week. Number one. That is your Elite of the Week. I just want to say thank you guys so much for being in the chat every week. That's really cool, Took Kiki off her throne. (laughs) (laughs) How dare you? So, um, uh... Real quick, I, I terrible to put it at the end of the show. I wanted to get to it sooner, but I got caught up in the actual show. I do think we need to touch base real quick on this whole coronavirus thing and the possibility of shows getting shut down. Do we think this is going to impact any tapings or things like that for AEW, or do you think they're going to be okay? What do you think is coming up from an AEW standpoint? As of now, AEW has said that all shows are going on as scheduled, and Jericho has said that the Fozzie Tour will go on as scheduled as well. I think in a time like this, people need entertainment more than ever. You know, Mm -hmm. it's a great distraction, if nothing else, and it brings people together. So let's just all wash our hands and be good people. Am I right? Yeah, that's a very great observation. I think that's absolutely true. Yeah. Um, And I think that's probably the best way to say it. So thank you, Jessica, for that. I hope everyone washes their hands and stays healthy and safe in that regard. Uh, Until next time, though, uh, Jessica, can you let everyone know where they can find you? I sure can. You guys can follow me on Twitter at J O'Connor with three N's on Instagram at Jessica O'Connor underscore. And I'm Anissa Bar. You can follow me on all social media at Anissa Bar. And Josh in the booth. 
You guys can find me on TikTok, Instagram, Twitter at J-O-A-L-323. And my name is Jack Farmer. You can find me at jackcfarmer.com as well as at Real Jack Farmer across all social media. You can also check me out on the After Buzz Raw After Show every Monday at 9 p.m. Pacific. You can also check me out on the AEW social media skim every Monday as well. You can also check me out on the Hall of Fame wish list show. It's a new show we're doing every Wednesday. We already recorded it. Check it out. We talk about the women that we want to most see in the WWE Hall of Fame. And also, I got the chance to interview Mikey Ruckus, the guy who makes all the amazing AEW intro themes. Check that out. It's live on AfterBuzz TV as well. So that should keep you busy until next time, in which until then, do your best and be yourself. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. <laughs> 